thought the job was done. They thought it was all behind them. But sometimes, the past doesn't stay where it belongs. Now, Brad and Andrew must fight to protect all that they've built. The stakes have never been higher. And the beer has never been colder. This year, the epic continues. This is the Brew and View Podcast. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about starting the show that way. Sorry. <coughs> Sorry for coughing. Uh, hi, everybody. Hello. We, we are back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, Brad, who you are. I am. And <laughs> for uh, holding it down last week. Uh, welcome back, Andrew. Thank you. It's good to have someone to lean on. Well, we all need. I really like the... Uh, I like a lot of versions of that song, but I do really like the Stones version. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there's some songs that are just, it It doesn't matter who redoes it. It's like always pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some, yeah, some songs are just, just written so well. Um, <laughs> It's funny. Uh, I was going through, or uh, Fredo, one of Fredo's, I think it's Instagram things came up and it had a uh, recommendation for hot butter and uh, it was uh, betraying the martyrs Mm -hmm. and their uh, remake of let it go uh, which is was very interesting it's one of those let it go the the frozen song yeah Mm. and it's uh, yeah it's not a bad remake. Uh, it made me laugh. 
anyways. So, because you know how the hot butter guys are, yeah, pretty they, hardcore in their music choices. They, yeah, they. It's not a phase, Dad. Yes. <laughs> Which I, you know, I get that. There's definitely some. You know, I, like Nine Inch Nails is a is a great example to me of just like super angsty and like songs that aren't necessarily high concept but feel groundbreaking when you're younger. Um, but they still like to this day, like if, if I put it on, it doesn't feel like oh this is a blast from the past. It feels like oh this is this is a well made song. This is a great song. Yeah. So you know, sometimes you need a little little hardcore. You're not hardcore yeah. unless you live hardcore. That's right. Learned that from Jack Black. <laughs> Did you listen to their new album? No, I didn't know that their new album came out. Yes, I do. A, you could listen to it on Amazon Music. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got to listen to it a couple more times because I'm I'm a big fan of Tenacious D same, and same. Uh, I I find their stuff really listenable. Because I think it's clever and fun, not you know, not real intellectual, of course. No. But uh, but it's it's um, it's goofy. It's it's well made though. Like they they know. Well, I mean, I mean, they have Dave Grohl sitting on yeah. a lot of the stuff. You know, yeah, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. looking at some of this, these these. Uh, titles yes it's it's a very um it's a concept concept album i guess it's a their entire career has been kind of concept yeah but i the rise of the phoenix album Mm -hmm. i think is very underrated because it um it almost it like it explores like all kinds of different rock like music yeah like it has it has a definite uh like a a Springsteen song, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. They, like they they have a bunch of different. Like they took a, uh, I'm trying to think, different groups and and styles of rock, and they made a song for each one of those styles of like little sub genres, yeah. genres. And I can't really think of a, a good one right now to example uh, example except for the one Bruce Springsteen one. But um, I'll I'll follow that up maybe sometime later. Yeah. But anyways, um not sure how we got there. Um oh. I don't know. I haven't I haven't heard their Rolling name. Rolling Stones. Yeah. So, anyways, we're uh yeah, we're back and we're sorry. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Sorry, before we guys. get there, what you drinking? Oh, I am having a Stone Tropic of Thunder lager. Oh, cool. Stone. Um, it just occurred to me because we had this discussion about John Carpenter's Halloween, etc. Yeah. Stone does the uh, beer equivalent of that. All their beers are Stone, Tropic of Thunder, Stone, oh, yeah. Best Buy, or Drink Buy, Stone, Ocovesa. I'm trying to think yes. of other ones. <laughs> Can't remember. Yeah. Just all of them. They're all Ruination. hoppy. Yeah. They're all hoppy. And they're yes. lager. No different. Yeah, still hoppy. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to. Uh, I had to break the uh, break the uh, Jason Kelts rule of rating. 
ah. as, as it's uh, affectionately known. Actually, I don't five. think I did. I think I gave it a three, two, five, but I, <laughs> I thought heavily about it. Um, it's it's one of those where it's like it's. I I think that three point five is the appropriate rating. Because. It's it's above oh. Our uh, our friend Josh is having a Daisy Cutter Pale Ale by Half Acre. This is my favorite uh, year-round Chicago beer. Uh, Stop the presses. Anyways, um, (laughs) yeah, I did give it a 325 because I I got scared. Hmm. (laughs) But it is, it's like, it's between, like, a a 3 to me is a good rating. A 4 is a great rating. And this one is just smack in between those. Like, it's not... um, like it's it's good it's well made it's it's beyond just a standard lager but it's not in that upper echelon of like beers i've had so it's just it's it's really just a dry hopped lager okay Um, but the the nice there's a nice hoppy flavor on the front nice clean finish it's well made i mean it's just stone they only seem to make one kind of beer yeah, they do it well. I mean, yeah, but, they do it well. Um, yeah, they just have variations their on a theme. Yes, yeah. Which um, you know, if it works, and it surely has for those right, guys, right? And and I'm saying that as kind of a um, kind of a disparaging comment, while still saying this is above your standard good beer. So right, cool. Yeah, <clears throat> well, it was something light. It seemed appropriate. It's getting warmer out. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm having. You're you're having a little little dessert. It looks like. Yeah. Um, went uh, for ice cream this evening mm-hmm. um, with the fam, and I had I just remembered I had a uh, fifty dollar gift card uh, to my local beer distributor. Nice. So I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go. Uh, hold on a second. I gotta clear my throat. Mm-hmm. Got an itchy throat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I'm good. All right. I did, hopefully I didn't cough on you. No. Okay. Um, but yeah, we went to I went to the beer distributor to cash that baby in, and I was looking around for because I knew we recorded tonight, so looking around for something fun and exciting, and I found uh, from Wicked Weed Brewing Company, um, milk and cookies, uh, which uh is it it's uh, an imperial milk stout uh, 8.5 abv uh no ibv to to speak of um but it's weird it's um i was as i expecting something kind of sweet and you know dark but it and it is it does have that but it does have like a lot of there's like some cinnamon and um uh well, it says here, okay, yeah, cinnamon, cinnamon, cinnamon raisin cookies, um, which is pretty much it. It's like one of those, uh, you know, what? if if you could pour an oat, uh, one of those oatmeal cookie things with a cream inside. Yes, yeah. What is that? And make that in, into a. Is that a whoopie a little, pie? Not, not a whoopie pie. Not that so much as the the smaller ones that like Little Debbie sells. Oh, okay. 
like okay. like the oatmeal cream pie or whatever. Yeah. Or, okay. Yes. That's you know what I'm saying. Yes. If you were to like mix that out into a imperial stout, that's what it would taste like. I guess. So it's good. Um, it would be great for you know a colder evening or some uh, you know out out around the fire when we're snowmobiling or something like that. It, it would be great. Um, it's still it's still really good. Um, I it's one of those beers I don't think I'd have a lot of um, mm-hmm. in one sitting. I'd say you know, the one I had was uh, how many ounces was that? That was one pint. Hmm. Uh, well, it was, seems bigger than that. Like, here's my pounder can, mm-hmm. and here's this bottle. Hmm. Seems bigger than that. But, anyways, um, yeah, really good. Uh, I would check it out if you get a chance. Um, Wicked weed, milk, and cookies. All right. Yes. Uh, it's Ash- Asheville, North Carolina. It's where Wicked Weed is. Um. And you were talking about your your ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would say sometimes with my ratings, I I go on what's uh, like has a drinkability, mm-hmm. and like say a th- I would give a three like a three's an okay rating for me, but it's also it's a beer that I probably wouldn't I'm never gonna look for again. Yeah, that's you know how I, yeah it's still above like yeah middle of the road but for sure yeah there's but so it's, much beer it's out just there one that i'm not gonna search out i was like oh that was interesting but not nothing nothing to podcast about um <laughs> the uh but like a four is like a really good beer that i wouldn't have mind having revisiting again right man uh, this cold is killing me um but yeah uh for this one i definitely would have again i and i recommend you all to go out and try it i think we had one or two people yeah friends that checked in uh oh steve um a uh, uh, guy that i'm coaching baseball and football with uh he had it and he gave it a 4.5 and josh w had it and he gave it a four so mm-hmm. um yeah nice yeah I'm coming in right around all that, but uh, how is so? You've been working hard at the brewery. Have yes. you guys been doing anything fun or interesting there, as far as beer goes? Uh, no. Um. Okay, moving on. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're doing uh, strawberry lager and a citrus wheat right now, while we do crawfish boils every Friday and Sunday, and everyone goes fucking nuts and they act like they've never left the house before or at least that's how they behave (laughs) or it's really it brings in like it's good that's that's you know we're growing a business like it's um we'll be two years in may but god damn it if people who've never set foot in a brewery don't come out of the woodwork for crawfish that's not but that sounds like awesome like i would love that uh I haven't had a single crawfish. Really? I'm ever? I'm no, yeah, I've I've had them. Okay. But like last year when we were doing it, I was actually like one of us was actually out there scooping the crawfish and and um I guess that so, would you turn know. your Oh no, like that's that's what I mean like you get to like do a little oh. quality control, you know, make sure it's good. Um but now we have it's we host a pop-up 
and uh, so we're not out there scooping it, and we're pretty much pinned down behind the bar because there's so okay. many people coming in, which is business-wise, it's awesome. Um, yeah. But I haven't had a, a chance to actually get like a hot plate of crawfish since we started doing it, and. I told you I was going to grab a beer and turn off my dehumidifier, and it just turned on. I'm an <laughs> idiot. Anyways. Um, I I, th- I think everyone knows from last week, I can fill some time. Mm-hmm. If All right. you want to turn it off. All right. <laughs> I'll be back in 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> um, and I really haven't had anything new on the beer front. Um, I have been drinking a lot of bourbon, though, and... Not a lot of bourbon, but enough bourbon <laughs> for a small family. And, you know, we have a small family, so I drink for three of us right. and a big dog. But, yeah, that's what I've been drinking. Bourbon. bourbon. I love bourbon so much. It's so, like, people say vodka is a good mixer with everything, and it is. It's fine. I mean, it but just doesn't really have a taste. But bourbon, if you have it with, like, um, like a sweet tea or a... Ooh. um. Like a Dr. Pepper is a really good mixture with that. Or a vanilla Dr. Pepper, even better. Uh, How does Dr. Pepper have 23 flavors in it and one of them is not vanilla? And not bourbon. That's right. It's (laughs) it's almost a sin. Uh, They need to add vanilla. (laughs) But, yeah, they should just come with with a little, like, airplane bottle of bourbon, like, taped to the can. Taped to the side, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, a can of vanilla. Like that's one of the first ones you just like. Hey, should we have a vanilla? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what the original ice cream is? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's all I have on the beer front. Nice. Yeah, I actually so I went to a craft beer cellar, um, which is right by the coffee shop. So I stop in there from time to time, and I've gotten to know the guys pretty well. And um, you know, we're we're kind of on the on the same page with a lot of like. Just beer culture is just, it seems like it's, it's, um, it's, uh, it went from a community, it grew from a community to a scene. Yeah. And, um, while that's good that there's more, it, it, it gives, um, brewers more who aren't, yeah, it gives brewers who aren't AB InBev a, a real shot at carving out some market space. And that's awesome. It also is just kind of weird, like, because I always felt, and this was before I started working at a brewery, I always felt that there was there was this kind of sense of community, in the sense of like this this David versus Goliath, we're in this together, we support each other thing, and um, and it's not necessarily to say that that isn't there, um, but there's more and more people coming into it now who are just interested in it because it's popular. And we were talking about like flights now are just, everyone just wants to have a flight so that they can yeah. have a flight. They're like, look, I got one too. Mm-hmm. Um, we are talking, we are like, if you get a flight by the fourth beer, like you can't, your palate has been, you're done. Yeah. yeah. You can't actually taste. You're not actually tasting the beers. You're just getting it so that have a goddamn pint is basically yeah. the point. Well, it, it but it's weird because some places mm-hmm. are like that I've gone to are known for their flights, right? Okay. So they'll give you like a crazy amount of beers on that flight. Like, sure. 
Um, I remember for one of my birthdays, we, we did a bar, like a, a bar crawl. Yeah. And we went to this one place called Liquid Hero. And That's a all fucking of, great name. <laughs> oh, it's a great. It's Liquid a, Hero. Really good. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, and, but all of them were in um, rocks glasses. Mm-hmm. Okay, pretty much like rocks glasses, but they were, but they were filled with, like they were all, all almost eight ounce glasses. Sure. And so and there was like twelve or, or something on it. So there, it wasn't like a four. It was like the entire their whole their menu. Right. So that was their kind of their thing. Right. So that's yeah. Um, they were known for giving like you buy that and you're fucked up by the time you're done. Yeah. You know, like there's, you know. But like for a place like what you guys got, which is more traditional, you know, you're not, um, you know, that's it's, like, it's not the, it's not your niche, I guess. If we, yeah, and like if we did, um, I wish we did like brewer made prefix flights. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have these four beers, and it can it's going to showcase the flavors, the process, everything. Um, but instead, you know, you got someone who's like, oh, I want Satsuma, strawberry, grapefruit, and uh, yeah. nitro stout. Like, yeah. Okay. By the like time how? you get to the yeah. grapefruit, you've had Satsuma and strawberry, and you're, yeah. <coughs> yeah. Um, but it's more just about, I ordered, look, I ordered a flight. Yeah. That, that would actually be a cool thing. Like how, many brewer, like, how many brewers do you have there? Is it just one? or We have... Three guys. We have only three guys working in back right now. They're, okay, they're well, that would be a cool there. thing though. Like have each guy's name prominent. Like this is you know, Ted Brewer Ted's mm-hmm. flight of beers. Order order his. He has a you know, mm-hmm. this kind of palate or, you know, Brewer Alphonse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to just trying not to. That's uh, it's Scott, Danny, and John. Okay, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's John, not a whole lot yeah. of Jamal. John um, uh, John said when he shaved his beard that he was the diversity hire. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah. No, I actually I was seeing um, something about a um, a black owned brewery in Oakland. They're actually um, running a Kickstarter campaign right now that that seems to be doing very well. I've been, That's uh, cool. Yeah, I've been following that because I mean beers for everyone. I, oh, I, for sure. But like, you don't like when you go to like home brewer fest. Like, I've been to a couple. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not a it's, lot of uh, it's kind diversity. of uh, homogenous. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, more more diversity means more diverse beers. Means more mm-hmm. more to drink. More and just another thing that we all have more in common than we don't. That's right. Um, yeah, that's uh. So where did we get off? I was saying about the um, oh flights. Yeah, flights. And I just like yeah. When I started there, I was like, look, I get it. I understand. You want to try a bunch of stuff, and we've got sixteen taps. But at the end of the day, you know, we've got five IPAs, four lagers. Um, you you don't need to. I don't know. It's it's not like there's. There's subtle variation. It's not like there's that much diversity. We have one stout, one brown ale. Everything else kind of falls pretty mm-hmm. close in line with each other. Nothing nothing outrageous. Um, 
and but I I used to be on the side of like yeah it's annoying but you want to try a bunch of stuff and it makes sense but uh, I've come around lately to the point where it's like no you're just doing this excuse me you're just doing this for Instagram or something because honestly it <laughs> the when you're drinking beers like that you don't get you don't get the the flavors um and you don't really you don't get that appreciation you're not enjoying everything yeah Yeah. because you're just you're sampling it and then you're moving on to something that tastes completely different and then by the time you get to that fourth beer your your palates you know beer sticks with you like you drink something super like high in ibu that's gonna change the way you taste everything else yeah yeah now that one beer i had called palate wrecker yes yeah yeah or like um hop slam yeah yeah, after that, everything tastes like a... Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't know. It's just... it. it um, so I was talking to those guys about how it just... It, it was a community, and now it's grown into a scene. Yeah. And uh, it's got... You know, like everything, it's got its pluses and minuses. You know, yeah. You, you need fair-weather fans to sustain a franchise. Yeah. Just look at the Pelican stands last night. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yes, the three hundred level was uh, so. I was at the Pelicans game last night, um, Brad. I know you know. Um, and we got ourselves some some uh, some nice seats at a at a good price, um, but we're looking and there's like you could pick the people out in the three hundred level, and there's so much space at the one hundred level, and we're we're talking. We're like, why are you, are you Smoothie King or or the Bensons, the people who own? the pelicans why are you not bringing these 300 level people down to the 100 level pack yeah. the, pack the 100 level because everyone who's there or everyone who's in there is everyone who's coming yeah i mean, i would wonder if like some of those 300 level or like season ticket holders and that's where they're that's their seats and that's where they enjoy it or oh dude yeah some i like hot one of the things that's great about hockey is like i feel like there's never really a bad spot Right. Like if you're 300 levels really fun cuz you get to watch that that yeah. birds eye view of watching plays develop and stuff like that. It's a different view everywhere you're at. Yeah, you never really lose the puck. Yeah. You know. Best Whereas if you're right yeah. on the glass, you kind of lose the puck sometimes. Yeah, you can watch some of the action. Um but it's still an awesome experience. And but basketball's you can bang probably on the glass. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Basketball's probably the same way I would imagine if you're in the 300 level. You watch plays develop. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. I wonder. I hope that franchise sticks around. I do too, for your, for your sake, anyways. I do too. And I was I was talking to uh, OT last night. I was like, you know, there's a couple home games left. I want to go catch at least one more. Um, AD didn't even play last night. He didn't even dress. Um, OT AD. Yeah, R I P A D O T is in uh, Seattle yeah. right now. So I was talking to her She's afterwards. She's in PNW. Yeah, she is in the O T P N W. Doesn't have a great ring to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just they had the last season. They made it to the second round of the playoffs, um, and they just avoided getting swept was pretty much all they did yeah um 
But yeah, they're just as far what as they call like, that the gentleman sweep. Yeah, the gentleman sweep. They they got the gentleman sweep. <laughs> I love that's a great term too. <laughs> Four in one series. Um, and and it was it was very kind of Golden State to give them one. Um, but yeah, it it just they've never really gotten like New Orleans lost the Jazz, then they had the Hornets, which like never really took. And then they, the Bensons bought it and they own the saints. So I don't think they're looking to, um, I don't think she's looking to just unload the franchise necessarily, but at a certain point, like on paper, it's like, yeah. People yeah where do you stop yeah. cutting the, or, you know, when, whenever you have to cut the cost or whatever, yeah. cause those, those franchises are, they're, they're worth money. Even though if it's a, you know, even to relocate, you know, it would be yeah, a lot to sell or whatever. Yeah, my I mean, I was with my my buddy Bill was one of the guys I went with, and he made a joke because this guy Christian Wood, who was probably like tenth on the depth depth chart, um, put up a double double, and, mm-hmm. and and he goes, yeah, he's the, I said he's the future of the franchise, and he goes, yeah, he's gonna look real good in a, a Seattle SuperSonics jersey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you son of <laughs> yeah. you son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not wrong. So oh. I, d- I do hope they stick around. And I hope I don't know. Like, but I think the clock's ticking. Yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, I've got something. I'm, well, I'll talk probably more about it next week on STV, and I'll probably mm-hmm. talk a little bit. Uh, but I am going to a big event to Ooh. go see something, go watch something. Mm. I'm going to a WWE event. Oh. Um. On uh, at in Hershey for my son and my nephew, uh, we're go- we're all going to watch WWE because they're all into that now. We s- what we watched what we watched last night is SmackDown. Yeah, SmackDown. Okay, because uh, my you know you can just throw that age, you like wrestling, yeah. and yeah. now they got girls wrestling or I'm oh, sorry, ladies. Oh hell um, yeah, yeah. So I'm interested. Mm-hmm. To see how that plays out. Yeah. Did, did I, I tell you I went to a WrestleMania? No. Once? Maybe. I feel you. I maybe not on the podcast, about, but because yeah. we had podcast. WrestleMania here yeah. uh, not too long ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, I, you, just, I remember you, yeah, you talking about it. The the people <laughs> people watching. Yep. Yep. That's me. Yep. Um, I just, I missed that. I never got into that. Um, and, uh, so yeah, really, I know Ric Flair, he's popular in the hip hop community. Yeah. It's so, weird. Uh, what, so Bumani he's, Jones calls he's him the favorite. blackest wrestler ever. Yeah. I love him. Um, he's pretty much the only, and, and, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan. And yeah. I know him. Yeah. But yeah, and like the. Bubba the Love Sponge. The, <laughs> that was a weird match. Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, he he pinned uh, Bubba's wife to the mat. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Anyways, um, yeah, I just I remember there was a very like, very specific type of kids that wore the uh, Austin three sixteen tees, um, and uh, look, a lot of them also had uh, had hatchet logos tattooed on their calves. They were, yeah, wrestling an insane clown posse. It was a wild time to be alive. 
Uh, um, uh, yeah, you missed Hulkamania. I did. Hulkamania was a thing. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Hey, he's it in, was. F- yeah, he's in Gremlins too. Is he really? Yeah, I can't remember Gremlins too. Yeah. Other than it was in a, they was have, it a mall. Was it? No, it wasn't. Uh, a mall. It was in a corporate building. Yeah. It was Die Hard Gremlins. Kinda, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Die Hard with Mogwais. Yeah. Uh, there was, yeah, like a like a uh, fourth wall break, featuring uh, Hulk, ripped his tank top. Um, but yeah, I never got into that, but now I, I, uh, I love Ric Flair <laughs> because, Please? because of his association with hip hop is the only like thing I really know about him. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll be a lot to talk about next week. Let's get into yes. Uh, yes. what we saw this week. All right. Um, I will take it away since you've been doing the, uh, you did the heavy lifting last week, um, so allow me to do some light lifting with uh, 2010's Incendies. Um, it was directed by Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Uh, De- Dennis. Dennis made it. Um, <laughs> it stars some people. Uh, sorry, people. But, man... <sighs> I hate to say it. I I, I hate French. <laughs> Horrible language. <laughs> it, it it grosses me out. Whatever could you mean? Yeah, I love um, Latin-based languages. I think they're beautiful. I I <laughs> enjoy it as as someone who uh, loves lyrics and uh, and. Um, I don't read as much as I wish I did. I used to read a lot more. Um, but as someone who loves uh, rap and books, I, I love the English language. Um, French, not for me. Uh, so forgive me, all you French Canadians who are in this movie, but hmm. um, don't worry. I still enjoyed the movie. Um, cool. This was a... Uh, this was an unpleasant one. I'm looking at um, IMDb's more like this, and one of them on there is The Hunt. No. Oh. Well, yeah. I think this is nowhere near, and some people on, on IMDb would, would disagree. Um, I think this is nowhere near as good as The Hunt. It does kind of also leave you with that kind of like, ugh, like not great feeling. It's a tough right. watch. It's a it's a long movie. Um, at parts it feels very it doesn't feel amateurish but it feels very um student film like i think you okay. could i think you could shave off a little bit of this movie um and and uh but but i don't know there's a lot going on here and it is not pleasant it's a family drama um there's uh told present time in uh, some flashbacks, from what I read, I it, it's not it's like based on a, a civil war in the Middle East. It doesn't actually take place in like it's not firmly rooted in an actual conflict. It's just the um, the backdrop is a nondescript conflict. Um, but it's got you know all sorts of good things. Jail. 
uh, torture, um, rape. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Twins born out of rape in jail. Ooh. Yeah. Did you watch this? No, I did not. I, I okay. It's started it's, to, and then I I'll tell you what I ended up watching. Look, it's it's rough. It's um and not because it's bad. It's rough because it it's good. It it doesn't shy away from tough subject matter, um and it's also in French, Canadian, and Arabic, mm-hmm. um, which Netflix makes the distinction because <laughs> so oh. I was like. I was like, if there if there's a dubbed version of this, I will watch it because I really hate I hate French. Um, <laughs> but they'll I, probably talk with a French accent. And I know it. And I know it. Like it, I I think the reason I kind of shy away from feel bad for saying it is because it makes me seem like the ugly American or like just the weird jingoistic, like oh French are cowards. Um, <laughs> that's not how I feel at all. I just the, it's I I think we all hear throat. Yeah. These, yeah, read between the lines. Mm-hmm. Um, France, fuck you, you, you dirty frogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I love that Paris is like the city of love, and and by all accounts, French people are fucking rude as shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, but it's okay because Europe's older than America. But you go to Chicago, <laughs> and it's like, wow, you guys are pretty blunt. Well, coming from a place where you're at, with basically half the names of the streets are all French. Yes, yeah. You're in the near the French Quarter. Mm-hmm. All your crazy Cajun people down there speaking mm-hmm. half. It's like the Amish up here speaking half German and half English. Nice. Yeah, and I half respect them. Uh, <laughs> They're half civilized. Yeah, <laughs> they're half people. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it is funny though, because yeah, it, where I'm where I'm living is it's very French Spanish, and uh, that doesn't bother me at all. There's no there's no guttural accents or like throaty accents though. Um, I know, but they they show off with that rolling the tongue thing. I can't do it. Parlo, L E A U X. I love the E A U X. I'm all for it. I'm here, oh yeah, I'm here for the I'm here for the EAUX. Hell yeah! If I if I lived in Louisiana, my 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 son's name would somewhere in there there would be a bu- a bro. Yeah. B R E. What's up, bro? Well, the, I I live right by the Bromart. <laughs> That's where I do some some of my shopping <laughs> for all my bro needs. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to send you a picture next time I go. But that is a real place. You going um, to the pro, bro? Bro, I'm going to the bro, bro. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, this is, dude, um, tough stuff. And then, so this so is like, where I was going with the. You appreciate it, but, like, yeah, yeah, but absolutely. you didn't feel good. Like, the hunt, like, yeah, you, I you had, you, like, a. Uh, uh, when I when I finished watching it, it was like a. Uh, where are we as a as human race? Like, where yeah. are we? Like, what are we going to end up doing to ourselves? Yeah, how far does this go? Yeah, yeah. Um, this didn't necessarily have that. It didn't have kind of a um, a, a this like 
existential thought provoking thing. Um, it, it just kind of was very plain with, with some people's ugly realities. Uh, and I appreciate that. Um, and it kind of reminds me of something Quentin Tarantino said about like, um, people complaining about his movies being violent. Um, he always tries to show realistic violence, but when you look at like a Marvel movie, for example, mm. all the violence, there's no blood, there's no real like, yeah, there's no stakes. Like, like they sh- they shy away from the ugly truth about violence. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, if they really wanted to do it like an end game instead of or not an end game, but in um, in uh, Infinity War, mm-hmm. like instead of like disappearing into dust, like all their heads would have exploded. Like they would have had like a giant hemorrhage in their head and just a <laughs> yeah. Well, like you know the the space lasers and the hand cannons and all that stuff. It, it's just it doesn't. Um, it's it's action. It's cool violence. Um, and this kind of is just like it. This is real. Um, there's not a lot of violence in this, but there's a couple scenes that are just like, oh my goodness. Um, and where I was going earlier with trying to see if it was dubbed in English, um, with it being subtitled, that locks you into it even more too. Like you can't, yeah. you can't, you can't stray away from yeah, it. Yeah, you can't look away. You you gotta like if you're gonna watch and um, appreciate this movie, or or even just watch it and follow it along enough to be able to talk about it on a podcast for. Um, you you gotta you you lock in with the uh you can't leave the room you gotta i don't speak french or arabic um mm. i know not that, well i know that's a shock yeah <laughs> bro i know you're shocked mm. but um yeah you're locked in and it's tough and it's um well it's kind of it's kind of like the hunt in in that way because the hunt's uh subtitled yeah. as well yeah um and I, you know, we talked about that with the hunt, uh, mm-hmm. the wave, mm-hmm. and like, like there was a bunch of, like, for some reason you feel a lot more invested. And I, I, I'm guilty of this. In what you're saying is that, yeah. like, the the kind of passive watching of a movie just to put it under your belt, like this movie, you know, let's see what this movie's about. Yeah. And if you're not like all into it right at the beginning, you kind of passive watch. Yeah, absolutely. Where a movie, these movies, you can't. You don't have the opportunity to because you um like if you stop watching and there's a scene that piques your interest you you have no idea because you you were just hearing noises essentially yeah. so you so you don't know like and but yeah so so it locks you in um with that so uh I'm, would you recommend it is the question i would That's recommend it. it to you i would recommend it yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're listening to it because you like movies. And if you right. like movies, this is a worthwhile watch. This isn't your everyday dude off the street. I would never suggest this to Jim. Hmm. You know, this is, it's, not, it's not a casual viewing experience, and it's not yeah. a pleasant viewing experience. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's well done. And uh, for, for that reason, I recommend it, especially yeah. since... Uh, Villanueva is, has become um, such a big name just on on this podcast alone. He's he's one of the guys that we talk about frequently. Um, well, I think I think this movie and 
uh, I think this movie in particular is one that he is that kind of vaulted him to the place where he was able to make those movies. You know, absolutely, and I see why. Uh, okay, yeah, very good. Um, he do, like directing wise, cinematography wise, there's nothing um, exceptionally amazing here, um, but just he's. Um, other than there being some parts that could have been, it wasn't edited poorly. It just needed to be edited a little bit more. Yeah. Um, interesting story. Um, and, and, uh, well, he was, he was, um, I guess involved in the writing process too. So yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that this is something that, that enabled him to do more. Okay. So, so yeah, I recommend. I mean, I think it's it's probably something you'll end up watching anyways. Um, as yes, a, as a yes, fan it's of his. one that's been on my list for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and tough one. Watch it during the day so that you have time later on to watch something lighthearted. That's what to I would kinda say. To kind of depress. Yeah, the we'll, um, uh, you know we were ta- talking about back to pallets. Yeah, you gotta you gotta hit the reset. You gotta get some uh, a nice sorbet after this. Um, cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, well, I'm glad you liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I plan on checking it out. Um, you assigned me a movie that I asked you to sign me to, or yes. asked me, ask you to sign me, I suppose. I was, want to take the plunge on Triple Frontier, mm-hmm. which is the, one of the newer, uh, Netflix movies. Um, and, what I think is happening, and everybody's saying, well, how can Netflix afford all this? I mean, all they're doing is buying, like, kind of the dis- dis- distribution rights, which mm-hmm. I know can be expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder, like... But, yeah, they're not know. financing these pictures. Like, are they, though? I don't think I don't they are. I think so. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm with you on there. Like, yeah. it's, it's not like they're, they're making movies. Yeah, they're not paying $100 million to make whatever like uh well i don't think triple frontier would have been 100 million dollars let's just kind of look it up right now can't find it can't find it can't find it um but this couldn't couldn't have been a cheap movie to make but anyways because that's something we've talked about before it's like where's netflix doing what are they doing Mm -hmm. you know with all this but uh so triple frontier stars ben affleck oscar isaac charlie hunnam uh garrett headlam and uh, Pedro Pascal, who I really like. I'm trying to see what he's in. Other stuff he's in. Uh, he's in Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, he is in Game of Thrones. And he's also in Kingsman. Okay. I'm I'm there. This guy. I'm in there. Uh, I recognize, but I really liked him in this. Um, so, uh, this, hmm, this movie is... What happens is... Uh, or... J.C. Shandor mm-hmm. is the director of this, who also did uh, A Most Violent Year. Um, he's best known for Margin. Oh, he did Margin. Margin Call. Huh, interesting. And All is Lost. This hmm. is a real, real change for him. <laughs> really? I did, should have done a little bit more research on this, but because mm-hmm. Margin Call. A most violent year and all is lost are three different mu- movies, but yeah. slow paced. Well, I guess Margin Call isn't really that slow paced, but very heady. And a most violent year is a very cerebral movie as well. So Triple Frontier is um, 
well, basically, why do I say keep ring the bell? Yeah. Um. Uh. It it's it's a bunch of old uh, ex operators, you know, ex uh, special forces guys who for a time were doing like uh, mercenary work or maybe not, you know, put that kind of uh, label on it, but like contracting work mm-hmm. for a while. And then they they all got kind of out of it. But once they got out, they, they realized they need to get back into it. And um, Oscar Isaac has a, uh, a mission, a mm-hmm. thing he wants to do not only to uh, uh, scratch an itch of a personal vendetta, but also can – uh, make everyone rich at the same time, mm-hmm. and uh, it's they go down to a South American country. They name it. I can't remember which one it is, but I know it involves eventually involves the Andes, and um, so obviously things it doesn't go according to plan, and things go bad, and um, um, you can skip it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um I mean it's just it it's not really doing anything that we haven't seen before. You know, we've mm-hmm. seen it, it it's it, it it's very cliched in the you know, there's I think five different guys that are on this mission and each one fills a block or fills a character, you know, that you you would expect. Yeah. Um you know, you have the, you know, over anxious guy, the guy that's the the planner, you know, the leader, the, um, you know, uh, the guy who's going along but doesn't want to, you know, it's just, it's just, yeah, I don't know, it's it's it, it feels cliched at points. There are some decent interactions with some of the guys at, at points, but this is a dude movie. This is a bro movie. Bro time, yeah. Um, it, it's just I wasn't. Eh, eh. You can skip it. Like, you will not gain really anything by watching this. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar Isaac is fine. Charlie Hunnam has a terrible uh, American accent. Like terrible. How he was? <laughs> he was better in um, what's that? What was the motorcycle? Motor, motor show Bros. Motor Broughton. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Motor Bro Oten. Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Like all, <laughs> I'm looking through the top build cast, right? Mm-hmm. And all of them have like their names, but they also have their, their nickname and, you know, yeah. quotes. You know, Red Tom Redfly Davis and Santiago Pope Garcia and William Ironhead Miller. And just, you know, whatever. Dutch. Um you can skip it, unless you I got a hankering hankering for it. Yeah, mm, no. Um, but I've seen. Was I've there seen now, were there I've any seen, complaints about slack jawed faggots? <laughs> how how much of a dude movie is this? <laughs> um, uh, I remember I mean, when I rewatched Predator, I was like, Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> I knew this was coming, but it still it still got me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's such a great flick. I love it so much. And for many, many reasons. Many reasons. Um, and there's uh, when you're 
Like, I've been doing some hiking lately. Or is it, as Anderson likes to call it, adventuring? Adventuring, yeah. Um, and there's, like, when the woodpecker hits the, hits the, uh, you know, a tree in yeah. the woods. It's like, it's just, it sounds almost exactly like the predator's clearing yeah. his throat or whatever he does. Mm-hmm. And I'm just waiting for those three red dots to, like, pop up somewhere. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, it's not that kind of a bro movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's the, uh, I don't know, more touchy-feely bro movie, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, skip it. I don't know why I spent that much time on it, but um, you got yeah. it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's a shame. Um, but I did watch another bro movie. If you want to hear, I do. Um, uh, actually, I watched three, two, <laughs> two more bro movies. Oh hell yeah! Uh, so is is this what you watched instead of Incendies? Yeah. What what was it that you watched instead of? Oh, you're gonna like this. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Overlord. Ooh, yeah. I do want. I yeah. I want to hear about that. <laughs> yes. Um, a movie I liked a lot more than Triple Threat or Triple Frontier. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. I, also a bro movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of cool though, because you know I've been on this historic kick, and I've I've uh, I rewatched Band of Brothers, and I've read Man, the book Band so of Brothers. Good. Just just uh, read the book, like the twenty hour book on you know mm-hmm. D Day, you know where it came in from the the planning to the execution, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like they spent uh, a lot of effort on um accuracy in this okay to a point to a point. yeah <laughs> um so it's it's following the 82nd airborne and mm-hmm. their pre-dawn flight into uh occupied france in uh the the day that we were you know it was d-day right mm-hmm. and uh, spent a lot of effort in trying to get everything right in this, um, and so these this they had a whole plane that was supposed to go and launch and, and land in France and take out this tower that was supposed to um, relay signals to artillery to take out ships that were coming onto the beach and all that stuff. So this was their job. Well, the plane gets blowed up, and everybody gets scattered and then they kind of get back together and like for the first i don't know uh 35 40 minutes of this movie it's like all right this is just another war movie mm-hmm. but a little overdone and then uh and then they got caught in this little hamlet in 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 France i'm sorry to bring keep bringing it up i know it triggers you but yeah um, i'm i'm triggered <laughs> And I know that my triggered, my being triggered is triggering you, and it's just turning into a whole. It's a real mm-hmm. trigger fest. Trigger yes. fest. We're trigger happy. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm trigger sad. <laughs> um, and then they decide they def- they find out that the place that they're going to isn't just a uh, relay point or a um, you know a communications hub. It's a place where they're doing experiments and. They found some kind of ooze in the the French soil that can make monsters. It can make and, a rat train turtles to be ninjas. 
Yeah, kind of. Yeah, the secret of the ooze. Yeah. Um. So, hi, Wally. Come down to see me. Um. So, yeah, it's big, dumb fun. Yeah. Um, some gross stuff, some crazy, you know, uh, blood splatter, and um, you know, it's it, it it's not um. I guess I was in a mood for it because I could see myself in another mood, you know, one of my um, elitist moods where I'm like, well, this movie shouldn't be made. This is not, you know, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I was in that mood when I saw it. That's no, because this has a lot of similarities. To that. <laughs> yeah. How, how dare you? <laughs> how dare I? Yes. Um, uh, this is going to be a podcast of taste and culture. Yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I gave it a six just because I like the, um, what they were doing with the accuracy in the places they decided to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Don't, don't watch it. Really? I, I mean, watch I want, it. If you I, want I do to. want to see it. Like I, I was not, a. Uh, sorry, I'm adjusting my microphone. I was not, right. uh, not joking about that. I did. I did want to see this. Yeah. I mean, it's, there are, it, it, it goes down exactly where you think it's going to go down. It, what, what I wish there was, was a little bit more tongue in cheek stuff. Sure. Like what it remind me kind of was, um, like the first Hellboy. I am a fan of that movie for a while. And it, but, but how Hellboy had some, uh, lights to it, a little bit of humor, a little. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. We're, we're, we're cooking. All right. Um where this there wasn't a whole lot of that. Okay. They were they they tried to do a little back and forth humor but it and never never landed. So that's that's where it fell off mostly for me. It just gotcha. A little bit too self-serious. Um but overall Overlord I actually liked it more than Triple Threat or Triple I keep saying it's Triple Threat. Um Triple X State of the Union. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, well, if uh, it was my understanding, there would be no math. Um, but do you have a you have a third dude movie in the mix? Is this right? Is this yes. true? Yes. All right. Um, you saw Creed, right? Did you see the first Creed? No. Okay. Creed, the first eh, the first Creed movie. Okay, fine. It got a little bit too much praise. No way that. No Sylvester way. <laughs> no way Sylvester Stallone should have been up for a best or best supporting. There's no. Uh it was fine. Uh in Creed two. Mm-hmm. Uh, not good. Uh it, it what it, it brought out those member berries. Oh yeah. Okay, because like the first scene you see is Does someone say if he dies, he dies? Uh no, damn it! But it it there is you must break him. <laughs> God damn it! Yes. Um. But the member berries came out with the mm-hmm. you see uh, a broken, um, Ivan Dragoff. Mm-hmm. No, Dragoff. Drago. 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 Yes. Um, a, because like after he lost to Rocky, like. His life went to shit because he was like this, um, you know, uh, government sanctioned weapon that they yeah. were using. You know, they uh, poured all this money into him. And right. as soon as he lost to Rocky, like all that money. There goes the Cold War. 
Yep. Bridget yeah. Nielsen left him for Flavor Flav. Hell yeah. And it just, you know, went downhill. They probably um, did crack together. No big deal. Hmm. Um, and, and Bridget Nielsen does have a cameo in this. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, but so he, all his time and energy is spent in training his son mm-hmm. to be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, their goals are set on Adonis Creed who is, uh, uh just won the heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. And there is some, um, I don't know, other than that, it's just, it's weird. Because, like, in order, the, the thing that Adonis Creed, who has all this money and all this access to every training regimen ever, right? Right. The thing that Rocky does is take, takes him out into, like, Death Valley, and smoke cigars with Mike Carano. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <clears throat> Finds this like like a broke down gas station, like in the middle of nowhere, where there's a bunch of people, and I assume they're convicts because they have uh-huh. a bunch of hand tattoos. Yeah. And trust, uh, trust the me. reason anyone <clears throat> with a hand tattoo is a convict. <clears throat> yes. I <laughs> the I, joke doesn't land for anyone listening. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Um, but they, um, the, the reason he wins is because he's training with these guys and they, but like, they can't be good boxers. They're in the Mm -hmm. middle of nowhere. Like they're not even like really boxing. They're just Mm -hmm. out there. Like there's no like civilization. They just all go out to this place to train. It's just, they all step into a tire to like fight each other. Nice. Like one foot, everyone puts one foot in a tire. It's just dumb. Yeah. Um, how, one, one, the one thing I really did like is that, like, at the beginning, um, Adonis was living in, in Philly. Sure. And the only real landmarks that they would show, because I hate Philly so much, is they would only <laughs> show, like, the cheese, the cheesesteak shops. That's the only thing they would say, oh, this is Philly. Yeah. Oh, they, he, like, well, it'd be really it. awkward if, I guess it wouldn't be awkward because in the universe, Rocky is a hero. Yes. I well, just, they they did show his statue. I just love that they have a statue. That'd be like you go to Chicago and there's a statue of like Ferris Bueller ca- mm. <laughs> catching a foul ball <laughs> outside That's of right. Wrigley. Yeah. Just him and his like Argyle sweater. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's funny. But yeah, like I just because I hate Philadelphia so much, so much. It's always sunny um, there. No. And the the only landmarks they showed is they were as as they were in town, and then as they were leaving town to get out to go to Los Angeles, was going by a cheesesteak shop. That's funny. Yeah. Look, so. cheesesteak, Philadelphia. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Nice. Creed to. Yeah, dude. So. I have a I have a question if you if you feel this way. Obviously there's no actual like rubric or real way to tell. Um but I just have this feeling sometimes that there's movies that are they they're decidedly good before they even come out. And I feel like that's what was going on with Creed. Like wait, um, bef- I like feel like as before- a zeitgeist or like as yeah. like this, like, is, uh, this movie's good. Why? Um, it's going to I, be good. I bet you that has a lot to do with like 
um like the the main producers on the film mm-hmm. like if they're big name guys like they know they have something on their hands yeah. and then they start pushing it towards universal or you know Lionsgate and all that stuff you know they start yeah. to get the buzz up for it mm-hmm. um because i mean they've got michael b jordan who is awesome um and ryan coogler who is a name yeah i can't really say that i've seen a lot of his stuff well i, I think um i don't think like, he's made a ton of stuff yet but i i mean I, the big thing that he did was uh black panther and I, yeah. I thought michael b jordan was f- just absolutely phenomenal in that movie yeah um but yeah, I I do feel like there's certain. I'm trying to think of. Oh, I, I would, I would say that like because it is a franchise that they know mm-hmm. people will come to see, mm-hmm. and if it's a halfway decent movie, you know when the other like, you know whatever it was, Rocky Balbo and Rocky Five and right, like I mean you know all the other like if you watch Rocky Four or Rocky Three, it's just they're just big piles of shit. But it, you get those member berries from them. Like I said, it's just like right. You, you have that, and that's the best part of this movie. And like, um, it's not worthless. It's not not worth seeing. It's right. fine, and it's it's fun to see those characters. But from where you're saying, like, if you have a franchise type movie like this, and it actually has um, some semblance of, you know, quality, uh, quality, yeah, yeah, it's going to get some buzz, and I think that people will hype it up. Mm-hmm. you know and then obviously then they start doing the marketing stuff and you know sometimes it fails but for the most part right you know, yeah it could just be marketing but i i just feel like there's a couple and it might even be because i don't even hear from a lot of people it might just be the blurbs that i read where it's just like phenomenal best rocky yet best boxing movie in decades um which are you know that could very easily be a blurb from a blog of some guy who lives in we should start basement. doing that we should hire ourselves out broom pod yeah unforgettable mm-hmm. tour de force yeah sleek sexy thrill ride with uh energy to spare is, mm-hmm. is all the, always my go-to all the taglines yeah you, you used to put on the front of the the episode yeah <laughs> uh the must-see movie of the summer mm-hmm <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> just everything <laughs> how how this get made <laughs> this is uh, this movie's unbelievable <laughs> is that good is that bad i just don't believe it you can't believe this movie uh, uh yeah yeah out of those uh i i did watch something else but like out of those three movies overlord which is that's an upset would be the the my the one i like the best <laughs> not not your the dark horse pick yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, they also did a little of bit those of those three. Cre- that's the one I want to see. So, well, yeah, well, they, they did a little bit of creative licensing with, with Overlord because there wasn't a whole lot of uh, segregate or uh, integration. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Within the ranks. Now, mm-hmm. uh, when, you know, the troops went over there. Sure. Uh, there was there was quite a bit of racism. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Still, our world history. Yeah, that's not how we're, we all always got along, right? Um, yeah, so there was, yeah, a little bit of, uh, yeah, and everyone clicked their box, too, in Overlord. There was, uh, yeah, 
the Brooklyn kid. Oh, good. <laughs> you know the 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 um, the small Jewish kid that was just trying to get back at you know trying so, to make his just trying to get back to being a banker. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't funny. I'm just kidding. No, he was. It's funny know, doing his part to. Uh, um, uh, you know, take out the the Nazi hating Jews or the Jew hating Nazis. Sorry, yeah, Nazi hating Jews. Well, it goes both ways. Both, so. Yeah, yeah. I don't think either of them get along. No. Um, but yeah, yeah. Jokes like see, I think jokes like that are funny in when <laughs> if you know the person who's saying that doesn't mean that. Yeah, it's like you're making fun of those people, those conspiracy theorists on you know of all places Reddit. We're like, mm-hmm. dude, it's the Jews that control the banking and the media. Mm-hmm. What they did was they invested in CGI. No planes actually hit any towers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they have that accent, but that's how I read them. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what, though? I like if 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 there was like this group of Jewish people that like got together after World War Two and like mm-hmm. that that's enough. That's enough. Yeah. And they made this secret cabal to like take over the world. I'm like, I'm good with it. You guys you've <laughs> gone got, through enough. You know, from I from feel the, like, yeah. From from Egypt to I feel like it was spur yeah, you know. Um you guys have been scorned yeah. as a collective. Like, there's no the Jewish people they they have not they're the, the people that have gone through probably the worst uh yeah, through the millennia. Yeah, I'm okay if they make a uh, a secret, whatever. Right. Well, I mean, they kind of did, but we all know about it. They're Hasidic. <laughs> but yeah, I I just like because I I don't know. It just the when you laughed at that and said that wasn't funny. I just I think that the only reason you find it funny hearing me say that is you know that there are those people out there. Yeah, that think that, and I am oh, not I a source of that. And I'm not. I'm not even saying that to try and cover my own ass. No, um, yeah. because you know they're listening. I did, I did play that last week. <laughs> but it, it <laughs> sorry, because I think I think at one point I was like, and like I was saying, well, you know, good for Harvey Weinstein. Not that he's like, I, I, I'm not really supporting what he did. No, not at all. Because yeah, like, of course not. Fuck off. You don't have to say that. Yeah, and. Just like you don't have to say that either. Right, yeah. It, it's just one of those things where it's like if you if if these these comments come from now obviously I'm not making jokes, just dropping, you know of, offensive slurs. Um for for anybody necessarily. Yeah. Um I know. Except for I, and that that, that was <laughs> no, a joke to me saying that's not funny. I wasn't. wasn't. No, I know. know, But it's just I because I sometimes I think about like I I have like these text threads with with friends. And I'm like, if someone didn't know me and they read this, they would probably think (laughs) you and James Gunn going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. In a public in a public sphere. Um, No, it's just the yeah, not not to explain the joke, but it's just like just I love the idea of those people out there that truly believe these things. Yeah. And I feel like making those jokes makes one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> thanks a lot, Obama. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Barry O. Uh, he should be 
Joe Biden's vice president. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would, that would be. That could would you imagine just a, po- just a poster that says the bromance continues 2020? <laughs> <laughs> it's just. And the BR and then the O is the like Obama yeah. logo. <laughs> the bromance continues. <laughs> Oh, everyone would go bananas. Bro Biden. That might be all it takes, though. Like a meme could get you elected at this point. <laughs> I, I think that's possible. Yeah, probably. Ugh. Just need to I'd get everyone just... to Pokemon go to the polls. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just have a. a yeah. Did they do that? Where they have like a. Uh, what's that? That Pokemon. The uh, Pokemon Go. Uh, like yeah. hotspots or whatever. Yeah, do they ha- hide one at at a polling station? I don't know. That would be a good I idea. I just know. I, I mean, it would be a good idea, but I just know that Hillary Clinton made that comment. And I was like, "All right, we get it. You're trying really, really hard. Yeah, too hard. <laughs> yeah, you're you're taking funds from better Democratic uh, candidates to fund your your stuff. Yeah, you're washed out. <laughs> I hate you." I hate both of you, Hillary and Donald. You can both suck a dick. Hmm. Probably Bills. He'd be Hmm. down with that. Oh, I saw I saw a um, a really good um, meme. uh, No, no, sorry, sorry. (laughs) I don't know why I felt so. Um, John Oliver, Mm -hmm. uh, he did a great thing on public shaming. He is so good. Uh, like very good. The writers and of that show, and I, I believe he's probably the head writer. They do a phenomenal job. It's stupid how good they are at it. And um, they did this whole thing on Monica Lewinsky last week, mm-hmm. and like he was trying to trying to define the line between you know with the public shaming thing, and he like mm-hmm. brought up the Jesse Smollett thing, and and um, just so like all the stuff that we do. Pissed at Chicago for that. Yeah. Letting that son of a bitch off the hook after he dragged the city's name through the mud, and c- keeps doing it. I'm sure. Fucking bitch. Um, it, 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 it was just an interesting look because we look back on you know you think of Monica Lewinsky. I mean, it's just a punchline, mm-hmm. and it was a punchline for years and years and years and years. And it was interesting to see. It still is for Eminem. Yeah, yeah, it is for it sure. Might, might be a contractual thing. I don't know. Yeah, um, but. And it was funny too because of how uh, uh, John Oliver and Jay Leno have been going back and forth a little bit. Um, uh, with like Jay Leno said, well, late night needs to like uh, clean her act up and not be as gross and stuff. But like John Oliver like went back and looked at some of the stuff that Jay Leno was saying about like Monica Lewinsky, like mm-hmm. pretty rotten, like nasty stuff, like for a twenty-one or twenty-two-year-old girl. You know, made a pretty big mistake, but like not she wasn't the one that she made the mistake or did the guy who was married. Yes. (laughs) The president of the United States who, you know, ended up being kind of a pervert. Yeah. I Um, feel like the the first and last word on the whole Monica Lewinsky thing, though, for me, it ends with Dave Chappelle is like, clearly, this is a guy who's in a hurry. And he does like Bill Clinton leans out of his office. Uh, you come here. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, and it, yeah, I mean, it, and even that is like a shot at her like looks and, you know, right. Yeah. And, and, and like so and that's all she's known for. Time ever. has been a lot nicer to build than her. Yeah. 
and he's the one that did something wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's pretty much a perv. So, mm-hmm. uh, but anyways, yeah, that was a uh, a good look at it, and it, like, and he was trying to distinguish like who should be publicly shamed, who shouldn't, mm-hmm. and it was interesting. So worth the watch. You probably check it out on YouTube. I think they do. Oh, oh, I'll check it out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's that magical time where I need a I, uh, pee break and a beer. <laughs> Andrew's dancing in his chair. Dancing in a chair. All right. Um, I will not make you feel this time. I'm going to pause the recording. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I watched is a, uh, a Netflix original series. Uh, one season out, but it's renewed for second season, and it is called Sex Education. Ooh. Um, imagine if community was mixed up with sex in the city with a little bit of uh american pie mm. in there as well do you love american uh, pie um a, a british comedy lots of boobs lots of all right uh, i'm in yeah there you go you almost lost me at british and yeah some wieners some vaginas okay. as well uh, it's a weird little uh, some show. Some and some vaginas as well. All right. Yes. Um, yeah. Sounds like life. Uh, it, funny yet poignant, and sometimes it actually has uh, some messages to put out there as well. So, uh, well acted and just an odd little, odd little show that I fell in love with. Uh, eight episodes for the first season, quick to get through, uh, but uh, I think. The people that listen to the show and you included uh, would enjoy it. So right. check out Sex Education on Netflix. All right, all right, nice. Um, also on Netflix, I watched uh, Yeah Behind the Curve. Mm-hmm. All about. Oh, oh you made that joke already. Yeah. <laughs> Curveballs and stuff. <laughs> yes, um, it's baseball doc. Mm-hmm. Um, it is about flat earthers, and I got to tell you, it's phenomenal. It is so enjoyable. Um, is it just to laugh at people? Like, there's no, no it's there's not. no one out there. Like, none of the people in there can be credible. Like, there's no like. No, it actually. So this is why it's actually a really solid documentary. Is you have flat earthers spewing their bullshit. Uh, you have astrophysicists, aeronautical scientists, um, people who know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You have access to them. And then you also have psychologists oh, who are talking about how people believe these things and how um, they... Uh, like the psychology behind how you can just tune out facts. Right. And selective memory or selective uh, whatever. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just select selective in, in what you want to believe in. Um, so they had, they had really good access to a bunch of people and uh, it's, it's funny. It's um, I am more, I, I gotta say I'm, I'm with you because uh, a while ago I said, like, oh, um, Flat Earth is one of 
one of the conspiracy theories I really like because it's pretty harmless. Um, and I, and, and what I mean by that is like, people aren't actually online talking about how like nine eleven's fake this, that, mm. the third. And meanwhile, there's you no have, jihad for flat earth. Yeah. Meanwhile, you, you have people who like no one has lost family members, um, Except, I, I guess, you know, if they were, I guess, working for NASA. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> then there's been some explosions, some notable mm-hmm. ones. Um, but Tom Hanks made it back, and that's what's most important. That's right. Uh, anyways, um, talking about how, how like, it's kind of harmless. And, and I guess kind of from the stance that, like, when you go online, like, I even stupidly before like i read something online once and i felt compelled to be like hey until you have any actual proof that this didn't happen you need to be respectful because people lost their lives and people lost family members in the september 11th attacks and of course that was a terrible idea um but i just like i guess that's where i'm coming from when i say like flat earth is is a victimless thing but right. I, when the way that you put it to me is it's this this culture of anti-intellectualism and it is it's it's um it's detrimental to our society and so like when you put it in those terms i feel like i i kind of came around more to like this is it is a problem it's a problem that people it's i i don't have a problem i think that you should have a healthy skepticism of the government <laughs> Um, yes, a, a healthy distrust, if you will, um, because they're they've not they've proven time and again that they don't deserve your trust. Yeah, um, it's 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 not a giant leap from, you know, like a flat Earth thing from to like chemtrails mm-hmm. to the you know the Sandy Hook hoax. Like, there's right. not a lot of like logic leaps between those. Right, and a lot of those people tend to follow that same path too. Where it's just like, it's not even just that like, oh yeah, you know, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. One of the things is flat earth theory. It's like, well, flat earth theory, stage the moon landing, stage the terrorist attacks, uh, stage the school shootings. And, and it is, it it's this domino effect. And it is this, this need to be go against the grain. I feel that need too all the time. Um but not not healthy healthy but I'm, healthy I'm also very pro logic and very pro science. Yes. <laughs> Let the smart guys do their thing and girls. Yeah. Let the smart people do their thing. <laughs> that actually reminds me of a really funny stand up of a guy. I think he's an Irish guy, but he he has a joke about it was like guys and girls <laughs> Whenever someone says that, they're remembering that there's another sex. <laughs> um, I can't credit him because I can't remember who he is. But he has red hair, so he's Irish. Mick, Mickey O'Flanagan. Yeah, Mickey O'Flanagan. <laughs> that old so-and-so. Um, but yeah, so it is like it is frustrating, and there's times where you just kind of want to shake these people. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like so, they do they get like how many people do they talk to? Is it like just like ten two or three to people? Twenty, or is it a lot. I would say ten to twenty. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, do they do they get to like the the main, not the leaders? But, well, I guess there has to be some prominent kind of figures. Yeah, yeah. Mark Sargent, it's my boy. Mm. Um, it's a real, it's a real dumbass. Um, mm. I want to have my Mavs one day. I feel like I can get him. You probably get him. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know why, but it, that's something we don't even really do guess anymore. But I just I want him. In, yeah, in every I, I've heard like some in of your every last sense turn of the you word. down, huh? A couple huh? of your last, or at least one of your last guests turned you down. Kind of crap. What? Who did this? I'm upset. Fake news. Fake news. Um, but yeah, it is very much about that that culture of just like dismissing anything that is against your belief system. Yeah. <laughs> like someone, you know, if they were, uh, you know, in- intimidated by being on a bigger podcast and they make up something about, you know, having to have family time or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm slowly catching up to you, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, there's, um, there's uh, hijinks. And it's, there's an interesting turn with um, suddenly it, towards like the middle of it. I'm like, do you actually believe this stuff or are you just trying to sleep with the hot redhead flat earther? Oh, um, which I like him or her. I'm in whoever this is. I'm in. Yeah, I would. I would bang her. Uh, be out of this world for me. She <laughs> out of this flat, flat yeah. world. Yeah, she'd be out of this world for me. She would probably call it a Tuesday. So um, do they uh, – one of the questions I, I'm wondering is, like, sure. the amount of, uh, like, the ice walls and the the amount of uh, money, mm-hmm. like, the government would have to spend in order to perpetuate this, quote-unquote, lie yeah. of a of – a, uh, the spheres, the sphere believers. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, um, what what do they call like, you know how, like um, globists? Oh, is it called globists? Okay, or globalists? Like, maybe. What, what what's your uh, your ancels call them? Chads. Yeah, Chads and Stacys. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, there there was a guy that came into the bar the other day and i uh, started to tap for him his name was chad Steele, and he was too <laughs> old That's... to be a chad Steele. <laughs> chad 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 Steele was crushing it in the 80s at his fraternity uh, this guy was probably not even in college in the 80s he was probably in the workforce already like they, he was too old to be chad Steele. it was oh, weird that is a great 80s frat name though Oh yeah, definitely. He was definitely frat president. Yeah, yeah. But this guy, like, I was like, why? How is this your name? You like, what? Why? Chad Steele. <laughs> it was just way too old for that name. <laughs> His dad was a karate instructor, yeah, for right. sure. Uh, <laughs> you think I like teaching two a days at the dojo to get you into that private school, Chad? <laughs> now show me second pose. Yeah. Break the wrist. Walk away. 
That guy's out there. That guy who like is is a karate prodigy but hates it, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spend eight Wally hours at this goddamn dojo. <laughs> Go home while you're drunk. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Like he, he refuses he hates his dad so much mm-hmm. but can't help but get in, into karate fights. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, uh, Behind the Curve is on Netflix. Totally worth watching. It's an hour and a half. Like it, it's it's nothing. It's it's a couple minutes out of your day, and it is fascinating. It's funny to laugh at these guys. It's interesting. Um, do they do they spend a lot of time like poking fun, or are they? Well, I, I mean, I guess I think it's it's good. It's a good documentary in the same way that Jesus Camp is a good documentary. Is okay, like yeah. if you let an idiot talk long enough, they're gonna show their Make true them, colors. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna become an idiot. Yeah, so they'll um, remove all doubt. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, and they definitely do this. And there's some crazy stuff. I don't I don't want to spoil it for you, but we we should definitely talk about it um, if and when you find the time to watch it, uh, because it's just it's fucking it's funny (laughs) just the stuff that is just like you guys are insane um but on the subject of that have you seen the uh like the anti-vac or the uh unvaccinated kids are being like banned from uh coming to school in uh a suburb of new york no shit yeah because there's like a measles outbreak or something i i I know that there was something like wisconsin or something that there was big thing it wasn't happening when everyone was getting vaccinated new no. interesting interesting yeah. hey everybody one of our presidents died of polio and then we got rid of it <laughs> make polio great again Ah, <laughs> <sighs> oh, christ why like it, it, this has to be some kind of darwinism like and i i'm not like blameless and like the, some of the things mm-hmm. i believe mm-hmm. but like it has to be some kind of like mother earth reclaiming dude do you uh, know what's curbing darwinism in my opinion is litigation everyone is uh, so fucking litigious like you have to if you go to starbucks and get a cup of coffee it will say caution contents extremely hot that should be implied and if you can't figure that out you should burn your face off all right, yeah, but I and I don't think we talked about this on the podcast. Is that, uh, and I should look up and see if it is streaming or not. Is hot co- that that hot documentary hot coffee? Have you seen that? I have not. No. It is because that is the thing that always come up comes up, mm-hmm. and it is streaming on Amazon right now. Hot coffee, and it is one of those things where everyone goes to. It's like, hey, it's hot coffee and stuff like that. But what, what McDonald's did? What do you mean there's no ice cubes? Lady. I can drink this coffee hot. One of my huh. favorite uh, parts of uh, what is that? Uh, fucking clerks when they're yeah. t- when they're complaining about the things they get. Do you have any new releases? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's. 
that's such a good well-written movie it is yeah and i i think i was talking about this on mavs the reason i get so upset about fucking kevin smith is because i used to love and champion kevin smith i know yeah i know you hate him he 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 betrayed me i know (laughs) um but hot coffee is a movie that needs to be watched by people not like you i'm not saying that i'm saying it is a what do you mean those people and i agree there are some like that mesothemia mesothemia whatever it is yeah you know, you know where they do those, uh, uh, and where, where all the the lawyers get together to try to do class action lawsuits, so they mm-hmm. can take, you know, get everyone fifty thousand dollars, so they can make fifty million dollars. Yeah, yeah, fuck that, hate that. Mm-hmm. All this lady wanted was her medical expenses ex- paid. Uh, yeah, no, um, okay, and, yeah. and 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 a lot of those things are like are like that but they the fucking lawyers get involved mm-hmm. and it, it does get uh it gets crazy litigious like i i have uh and it and it is uh, like i have a a friend i quote unquote friend like uh, an acquaintance a guy that i've gone hunting with and have done some stuff with Your he bro. was involved in an accident just recently where he was driving to go to this place mm-hmm. some guy was running from the cops t-bones him and this guy gets he's got some like uh head stuff and all that stuff like Mm -hmm. can't work um he's kind of disabled now like Mm -hmm. and mentally disabled like who does he go after he does he go after the guy that was uninsured i don't know who does jim go after what's that i'm just kidding (laughs) i said who does jim go after uh, I'm exactly. just kidding, Jim. I like. I, I love you, Jim. I, I know what you're saying. Though, yeah. No. Like, I, I'm. I'm. Um. I'm not saying that. Um. I. I'm just saying these these companies like giving these warnings and stuff like this. It's. It's letting. It's it's letting these oh, people yes. who Darwin, should yes. die off. Yeah. And maybe some of them should. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying like I haven't watched Hot Coffee, but yes, like you, you want your medical expenses paid. I get that. I get that. And yes, if you're hurt in an accident and this guy doesn't have insurance, you need to, you know, you need to be taken care of. You need to be compensated. How do you? How do you get compensated? Um, but yeah, I, I just think like I don't know. There's so much. There's so much like. This fine print now of stuff mm-hmm. is just it allows these people to be fucking morons. Yeah, yeah, and we're all suffering and, for it. And, I, and trust me, I'm a big fan of the Darwin Awards. Like mm-hmm. all this, and I probably have been a candidate one or two times where I just uh, got yeah. lucky. I almost got fucking wrecked on one of those scooters. <laughs> Not really. Like the <laughs> the story is has grown for dramatic effect but there was like a i did run the risk of getting hit by a fucking car on on a scooter in austin but you almost made houston weird yeah yeah but but it's (laughs) again yeah or not but the story the story has evolved into i was centimeters away from getting ass blasted by a minivan (laughs) (laughs) like me me and a minivan going 20 miles per hour were close to intersecting 
Uh, yeah, I've been a candidate a time or two for sure. We all have, but it's mm. the people who don't like. It's the people who don't learn from those experiences, and they get the free pass with the goddamn fine print. Yes, let's make a pact now. If one of us has to, you know, and and I know I'm older than you are, so mm. chances are I'm going to probably go before you do. Mm. Um, but if one of us has to leave a podcast, we have to make it memorable, and uh, so that way our memorial. We can kind of, you know, that that next episode is going to be a little bit funny. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Smoke weed <sighs> every day. R.I.P. Nate hmm. Dog. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, people forget. It ain't a single till Nate Dog sings. So That's right. No more singles. All right. Let's, uh, yeah, Simon. Yeah. Yes, let's. Um, so I got one for you, uh, courtesy of our boy Fredo, mm-hmm. um, who is a constant, a frequent supporter of the show. And we greatly appreciate it. Um, this week, it's coming in the uh, form of your assignment, uh, Adam McKay's Vice. Yeah, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Looking forward. Uh, for you, mm-hmm. um, on Amazon, yes, it's called yes. RIP, or R-I-P. A remix manifesto, and it kind of talks about. Uh, it's a documentary based on the, and I don't know if it's all sampling, but it's some of the, I, the ins and outs of the music industry. Yes. So and you, where, where it is um, right you told me about this tonight, and I so I looked into it, and um, while we were doing our pre-show banter, um. And uh, so one of the people they talked to is is a DJ named Girl Talk, who um, was probably most famous for making these these blends of rock and hip hop and these these long like um, uh, just dance tracks and stuff like that. Um, so it's gonna be I'm I'm really interested to to see what this is about because. Um, I mean my my favorite genre of music is just built on samples yeah it is built on music that's already existed um yeah and uh it's it's um we'll we'll talk about it more next week for sure i'm yeah i'm thinking there's no way around it but i'm one of my favorite groups de la soul currently going through issues um with their catalog uh being um released on streaming platforms um partially because of bad business deals um and you know getting screwed by tommy boy records um and um one of those factors is sampling and clearance so mm. so yeah it is I'm, a, I'm, it's a funny line that that yeah we'll we'll get into next week yeah but, absolutely yeah. um for the peeps uh i want you guys to watch a series on amazon it's called the catastrophe mm-hmm. and if you have a significant other or even if you don't um catastrophe is a fun i i really enjoyed it it's it's a very clever quippy uh and it's sometimes pointing it's it feels very british um but it it's a a really enjoyable show for me anyways uh mm-hmm. catastrophe uh rob rob delaney and oh, crap crap her name's on the top tip of my tongue i don't have anything pulled up um. Well, damn it. 
Uh, loading, loading, getting loading screen. Got to trophy. Slow. Sharon Horgan. My internet is not doing it. Okay. Um, and yeah, uh, just and they both. Uh, they write it together, the the couple, and it they it's like a writing team, I guess, and it's only six episodes each each season and they just released the latest season and um if you're if you're not going to watch patriot andrew please watch catastrophe and i'm gonna watch this patriot is... right after i get caught up on survivor that's right <laughs> um but for anybody that's in a any kind of relationship with anybody sit down with your significant other and watch this because they tackle some of the oddities and weirdness of of coming up together and 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 uh just sex and uh insecurities and things like that that uh aren't talked about enough i don't think and not explored so yeah check it up catastrophe nice i'm into it yeah i um i don't know i love i've kind of been in a self-reflective mood lately i guess and i just i love comedy I really do. Um, and I know that there's other, you, you know, um, comedy never gets gets the love it deserves. Um, and I think some people just see it as escapism and can, can never see it past that. But, you know, it's just one of the things that's so great about comedy is it it helps you deal with the truth. And not all of it, by <laughs> by and large, not all of it, um, but sometimes, and and some, yeah. I I just find it to be so effective when it when it does. And uh, well, and like I find myself not watching nearly enough comedy because I find myself in dour dour moods. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think one of the things I enjoy the most is being able to sit down and watch something that I know Brooke and I will enjoy mm -hmm. and laugh and just be like, huh, that feels like yeah, remember that. Yeah, that feels like us. Yeah, and that's that's you know, what good shows kind of do is like make you feel like you're 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 in on the joke. I guess. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it just yeah, I don't know. So I I am I am thankful for comedy, um, and that was just something I was thinking about lately. Um. I just I, I do love it. Obviously, like um, you know, we 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 both like movies quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I just I I find so much value in comedy. Yeah, it can't all be in Cindy's. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ! No, thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well made, but fuck, it kind of same as the hunt. I I love the hunt, but. I'm that's I'm not gonna pop that on casually. Yeah, just like hey, let's check it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's kick back and watch this. Yes. Um, so my recommendation, a dark comedy actually this week, um, Punch Drunk Love, on hmm. Netflix. PTA. Yeah, yeah, really good movie. Um, I I I have a soft. We'll probably talk about it more in a little bit here. I have a soft spot for Adam Sandler. Um, I really loved his work on SNL. I really loved a, a couple of his earlier movies. Um, 
and I think he really shows his range in this. And he showed he um, he also was a, a highlight of man. I wish I could remember the movie, but I think it was a Netflix original, um, the Meyerowitz. Oh yeah. Yeah, the Meyerowitz stories. Okay. He was. I, I thought he was really good in that. Um, mm. and he he just uh, I don't know. He shows some range here. He's not he's not just the goofy voice guy who, uh, you know, makes <laughs> makes crappy movies. I mean, he I mean he was really good in Funny People. Yeah. No. He. I. I. I think that he still is really talented. Um. But I also think that he maybe suffers from that thing where he has uh, his own production company and a lot of people that don't want to tell him no dude they're they're he's scratching an itch he really is because there's a he lot must of people be. that go yeah. see those movies so yeah. Yeah. like no that's true too and like and i'm not even i'm good with it like have at it yeah well i, I mean that's my thing is he's he's um the movies of his that i like i like so much that he has enough stock with me that I'll check it out. I'll yeah. get to it. I might not see Grown Ups too, but I've seen Grown Ups. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, Punch. It's really good director, yeah. good writing, Dark. good actor. Yeah. It's all nice, nice little synergy. Nice. Feeling the flow, working it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I I have a feeling. Yeah. And that's why I left it off my list. Uh, okay, we we will see. <laughs> um, all right, so just to run it back real quick, uh, next week we're going to be talking about Vice and R.I.P., a remix manifesto. Um, remix manifesto is going to be on Amazon Prime. Vice, you can rent. Um, yeah. I'll let you know next week. Yeah, whether should you not. rent it? Yeah. Brad will let you know. Um, but you can watch it on Amazon Prime for fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. We'll, and we'll, MK uh, has built up enough, just like uh, you said about Adam Sandler, enough yeah. credibility with me. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Well, I mean, comedy, um, Step Brothers to me, like comedy being screwball comedy that has its poignant moments. That. Yeah. Um, I think I might have sent you a. Uh, well, they call them video essays now on YouTube. <laughs> and I don't know if it's someone reading an essay or just trying to get one over on us, but um, there's a really good one on YouTube called Smart Dumb Comedy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll have to post that uh, to Twitter so that uh, you guys listening can decide for yourself. But anyways, um, yeah, Adam McKay, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And uh, if you... We're gonna we're gonna let you know. Should you watch these things? Just tune in next week. Uh, in the meantime, we've got some tried and true stuff for you. The series Catastrophe, um, which started in 2015, is streaming on Amazon Prime, and the movie Punch Drunk Love, which we kind of just waxed about a little bit, is uh, streaming on Netflix. Yeah. And that's from 2002. Wow, what a time! <coughs> Excuse me. Was Dick Cheney president in 2000 or vice <laughs> vice president in 2002? <laughs> Yes and yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, excellent. So, in honor, um, this came to me in a vision. Uh, 
Mm. And I shout it out to you in honor. Yeah, I I really appreciate, and I think that you're giving yourself too much shit. Um, I think last week you did a great job, but <laughs> one of the first things you said to me is like it's about a half hour of apologies or something along those lines. Mm. <laughs> so um, we have compiled our five favorite apologies. Yes, this week to share with you guys. It's been a uh, while since we went. But uh, we're going back to the well with the uh, top five format. And I'm excited. I, I am too. I am excited for our list. You know, I, got, I got all my movies are good. Okay. Like really good. I've Yeah. I've got. I'm a fan of all these movies. I think you are too. Good deal. Nice. Uh, I think I, I, I'm going to go with six. Okay. I'm going to go for a tie for uh, number one. Okay. All right. I like it. Um uh but my f- well, yeah, that way. Yeah. Well, I guess it'll work out one way or another. But um so, my number 5 from mm-hmm. 1993. All right. Uh movie that I don't well, we don't talk about it very often, but I know we've both watched. I hope well, I hope we both watched is uh Falling Down. What's that? No, I'm just kidding. Um, just a, uh, I I don't know if it's a movie that could be made now because of the I don't think so. Yeah, because of the like the shit that like actually is happening, like you know the just the random shootings and close, stuff that are yeah. going on right now. Um, but uh, Michael Douglas at his very best, and uh, directed by Joel Schumacher, like you know one of those guys that is hit and miss. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, but uh, defense uh, just has had enough, and he goes into a a fast food restaurant and wants breakfast. Mm-hmm. And the scene is great because it is like, you know, he goes in, he wants breakfast, and uh, and it's being just a little bit awkward and a little defiant and so the 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 cash register the the cashier goes to the manager the manager comes out and he comes out and says well we can't serve your breakfast and it uh defense looks at his his watch and his like breakfast ends at 11 30 it is 11 35 or 11 34 somewhere in, so like basically the Hit ring the bell. Um, it, as soon as, like, by the time he had gotten in there, it was like probably eleven thirty and thirty seconds. By the time he gets to the manager, mm-hmm. four minutes have passed, and like they have gotten rid of all the breakfast. So like he's gotten to the point now where he's very uh, agitated, or he's getting agitated, but is in a calm way. And if you've ever seen Falling Down, mm-hmm. you know what happens. It's a uh, evolving situation and um the manager says i'm just i'm sorry we can't serve you and he goes you're sorry and then (laughs) proceeds to pull out a compact machine gun yeah everyone now everyone's sorry i don't know i think if you if you haven't seen this before (laughs) i think it, it leaves a pretty bad taste in your mouth uh yeah probably especially in light of 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just where, in the context we of where today. we're at culturally today, not not because of what it was, but because of where we are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it was. It's a. It's a. Uh, a, a warning, uh, or a precursor to what like it. It's visionary almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's and a, in a bad way. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but just a great scene, just full of tension, mm-hmm. and you know what's coming. But like, and the people, uh, the poor bystanders in the restaurant, it's just uh, awkward as fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Man, I um, I kind of want to watch this movie again just for. It's weird to see like uh, Michael Douglas, mm-hmm. like jacked, like he's like. Uh, sneaky jacked in this movie. Yeah, he's he's lean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nice. All right. Um, so my number five, it's uh, a uh, kind of a throwaway line from uh, one of my all-time favorites. Um, <laughs> I don't even try to avoid this movie anymore. <laughs> I think when we were first starting this, I was like, oh, I'm not going to talk about this. I would put it on every list. No, I'm not even trying. I, um, did 1990, uh, Martin Scorsese made a little movie called Goodfellas. I've seen it at a time or two. Um, and so I appreciate a lot of the nuances of it. Um, and there's a great little throwaway line um, that uh, little, uh, little Joe, who sure can sing, Joe Pesci, um, which, by the way, he has an album called Little Joe Sure Can Sing. Huh. Uh, <laughs> I have a copy of it. That's a real thing. Yes. It was put out on Brunswick Records. Yes, the people who make bowling balls. Um, yeah. So uh, Joe, Joe Pesci's uh, Tommy DeVito. Um, they uh, kill Billy Bats because, uh, you know, he wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't giving uh, Tommy his, his due respect. He's been away for a while. No more shines. Um, they just they beat him to death, or beat him at least near death before Tommy yes. just just pumps a couple rounds in him. Um, and he he <laughs> fucking he mm, looks just, at Henry and he goes, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get blood on your floor." <laughs> I I totally forgot what about the this. fuck kind of and it it's it's kind of to me that's where. Um, wh- one of the reasons I think um, Ray Liotta's performance is so good is I I feel like that's the turning point for Henry Hill is like yeah. he gives him this look like are you fucking kidding me that's what you're sorry for yeah. this, you're apologizing for this um yeah but oh, I didn't mean to get blood on your floor such a it's it's there's I I'm saying it's a throwaway line but I feel like like Joe Pesci oh, doesn't no, deliver any throwaway line. There's no reason they yeah. didn't have it because like it, the, the brutality of it, but mm-hmm. like him saying that is their, their fucked up moral comp- compass. Right. Right. And especially Pesci's in this movie. And it's just like, where do you go from here? And mm-hmm. that's where, like you say, that's the turning point. And that's where, at, yeah, as soon as they kill him, that's whenever shit goes from right. good fellas to like, Ugh, these guys aren't that good. Yeah, you're gonna like this guy. He's a real good fella. Uh, not so much. Not now. Yeah. Um, 
So, uh, yeah, that that's my number five, and uh, we don't need to say I, anymore. I thought maybe you were going to go with the um, after Karen is pointing the gun at Henry, and then oh, he yeah. like grabs the gun, and and then she starts apologizing for I'm you know sorry. finding out that he's cheating on her. Yeah, that bitch. That selfish bitch, Karen. Karen. <laughs> Don't you think I have enough on my plate? Yeah. Oh, man. They just... I... <clears throat> I don't know how people... I don't know how people ate the ending of that movie. Uh, but let's uh, let's move on to number four. <laughs> yes, number four. And this is uh, a little bit of a cheat by me, but I love it so much. It's a great mm-hmm. throwaway... Well, not, not a throwaway line, but a great line. Just a great line. Mm-hmm. Where uh, Jules has just shot a guy in the face. Nice. And he goes, Sorry, did I break your concentration? <laughs> yeah. No, they're solid, just one liner. Yes. Yeah. Um, Not to cheat yeah, at all. Pulp no. Fiction. Yeah. That's uh, so good. Yeah. I actually have something uh, to send you regarding. Uh, not Pulp Fiction, but Reservoir Dogs. I was watching it before uh, before we hopped on here. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Solid, solid bid. But yeah, oh man. Yeah, it's it. it uh, you know, this is where we found out that uh, because before this movie, you know, he was just stacks. Mm-hmm. Stacks Edwards. Uh, uh but uh, 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 Samuel Jackson, uh, just his breakout role, mm-hmm. and it's a fucking crying shame that John Travolta got the best supporting, or was it? Yeah, but no, best actor for this, didn't he? Did he? I know he got an Oscar for this. Um, award winners nominated. Oh, he was nominated for best in a leading role in this. Hmm. I mean, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. Yeah, there's no role leading, but. Samuel L. Jackson, this whole movie is fucking great. And then it spawned that the career that we know now, you know, because of his just brash and in your face kind of uh acting. And uh that sorry, did I break your concentration? Well allow me to retort. Hmm, that's crazy to think. Um I should say that oh, uh, falling down. Yeah, it is streaming on Vudu with some ads. So if you have the Vudu app, you can watch it with some ads. Worth checking out. And Pulp Fiction is streaming on Netflix. Nice. Yeah, I'm lo- I'm looking at his uh, IMDb right now, and there's really. I mean, obviously, his breakout roles in 1993 with Jurassic Park. But um, <laughs> <laughs> the following year, he did another little movie. Uh, yeah, it's crazy to think that, like, in our lifetime, he has become a household name. Because he's, yeah. he's, like, one of the biggest people in Hollywood right now. Yeah. And he's 70 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And he's awesome. Black don't crack. Mm, not all black. Well, he don't. Yeah, that's like it's always funny when when people make those those strong generalizations. It's like mm, I've seen a couple examples of uh, 
of of people of all all races oh. looking yeah. rough. Um, he actually he uh, has come into our uh, little uh, local coffee shop before. Really? Yeah, and uh, one of the guys who I would not expect at all. Wait, Brie Larson's wearing a nine inch nail shirt in Captain Marvel. Yes, that's amazing. This is the best movie ever. Hmm. Um, that's um because I'm looking at uh his uh IMDb right now. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's fantastic, and I'm in. Uh, but one of the guys I work with who never would expect would be uh, the last person I expect to send out this text message. Samuel L. Jackson was just in our store. I saved his receipt. <laughs> he, he saved Samuel L. Jackson's receipt and posted it in our back, uh, our back um, office. Really? Yeah. He got his autograph. Um, no. No, because you don't have to sign for anything. He just was, he just, he wrote in permanent marker Samuel L's order. (laughs) (laughs) And he was just the last guy I would expect. Like that's, that's Samuel L. Jackson. The person, like the, the guy you would least expect to be super stoked about seeing him. He can make them super stoked. Yeah. I think he leads. All actors, I heard this stat the other day, all actors in MFs. <laughs> Probably. For and a career. He, and he wasn't even like in... Uh, 243 or something like that. He wasn't even in The Big Lebowski. That's right. Could you imagine so, if he was in, like, if he he was in Scarface in The Big Lebowski? <laughs> oh, yeah. How far <laughs> out of reach? Yeah, he would have been. <laughs> yeah. And now his, his, like, bread and butter is Disney movies. Yeah, yeah. Incredibles. Incredibles. Oh, every Marvel movie is more what I was thinking. No, oh, yeah, I yeah. guess that too. Yeah, un- unfortunately, but. Disney owns them. Anyways, uh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. a great scene. That the whole opening oh, scene yeah. when they're just walking right up, and they get into character, and they walk mm-hmm. in. Fuck, he he owns that shit, man. I can't believe Travolta got all that cred for that. Oh, I know. Hindsight's twenty twenty, man. It's probably something. It's probably like Zenu or something. Zenu got him nominated. Um, <laughs> where to go? I didn't number mine, so I'm just trying to pick over the list. All right, so number four is uh. Oh, let me see the guy who actually does it. Um, John Candy's involved. Um, another great uncle movie. Hmm. Not Uncle Drew. But uh, Uncle Buck, written and directed by John Hughes, starring John Candy. Uh, <laughs> Jay Underwood plays Buck, Bug. Um, who, uh, is, uh, not, not being very nice to his, um, sort of fling Tia, who is Buck's niece. Um, we, there's, there's a great exchange earlier about, uh, (laughs) Buck being known to circumcise a gnat. (laughs) You're not a gnat, are you, Bug? Wait a minute. 
He's doing the, it's just mm. great John <laughs> Candy. John Candy doing great John Candy things. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, there, there's just not enough of that. Um, but later, um, Buck finds Tia out on the road, um, and <laughs> they're talking about. Um, uh, unfortunately, I'm realizing now how similar Buck and Bug sound when I say them. But uh, they're talking about how he, he did a wrong, basically. And then we come to find out that Bug is in Uncle Buck's trunk. <laughs> Such a weird movie, man. Oh, yeah. Very weird. <laughs> very strange movie. So much of it makes no sense. Um <laughs> but um there i it just i love um jay underwood who's really not known for much i love his delivery in um when uh buck says i'd like you to apologize to the lady and he just the, the screams and I, I don't even want to in, imitate it but he's like i'm sorry okay asshole are you happy <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> sing songy yeah it's just the way that he he yells it is so fucking great and just so so like panicked and insincere but he still wants to be that tough guy and and he's in no position to be that tough guy and i i just love it and um and then you know things take a weird turn when uh he's he's uh talking shit as uh buck and tia drive away and Uncle Buck decides to, um, what is it, shoot? Uh, swing some, I don't know, shoot some golf balls <laughs> at Bug with <laughs> a five wood. <laughs> and he hits him. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> it's super weird. Uh but yeah, I just I love the way that he says I'm sorry. <laughs> really, I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I sh- I should have pulled it up ahead of time. No, um, but it it is just such a oh man, it's so funny. I I love Uncle Buck. I I it's kind of one of those that I don't really hear about anymore. Yeah, because you yeah it's uh for. Yeah, I'd say probably planes, trains, mm-hmm. um, out great outdoors, which was shit. Like compared to Uncle Buck, maybe well, no, complete. Well, it was. I don't know. Well, here we go. Suffocating here. Um, do you know what I'd like you to do? I actually could be doing both of us a favor. I'd like you to apologize to the lady, please. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, asshole. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I love that, and I think about it all the time when I, I, I think about Uncle Buck a lot. Actually, it's one of the movies I grew up watching a lot. Um. <laughs> it is it's weird as shit but yeah i think about that i'm sorry and uh also uncle buck's laugh when he's making fun of bug again i think he's he's some 
<laughs> just, these things pop in my head from time to time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I love the way he says, I'm sorry. <sighs> sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Cause I took you up a lot be. of time there. You should be. No, yeah, I am. That's all right. Don't worry. I'm going to be. Well, sure. I'm sorry. I lied to you because mm. I said all these movies are good movies, mm. Mm. but this next one is not, but it, is I it loved great? it so much. This scene. Um, but, uh, from Venom last year, Tom Hardy being starting to, uh, Venom, the symbiote is starting to take over his body and a couple thugs come to, to, uh, rough Tom Hardy's character over, mm. uh, Eddie Brock and the symbiote takes, takes over and, and it's like, um, Eddie Brock's kind of like a passenger. And like just watching all the carnage that happens to I see the people what you that did there. What's that? I see what you did there. Yeah. Venom carnage. Yes. Oh hell yeah. Um and it's it it's it's uh Tom Hardy is fucking great all the time, love him. And whenever he's like he is like he is like murdering these like thugs around him mm-hmm. and like he gets to the last guy and he he meekly says i'm sorry about your friends before he just like <laughs> r- rips the guy apart it's it's a great and throughout the, the whole movie he's kind of apologizing for the way he is because he doesn't want to be this mm-hmm. as he slowly kind of mol- uh, melds with the venom uh and it, it's a great acting job and it's fucking way subpar movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's wasted, but for his performance alone and the way he reacts to being, I mean, for lack of a better word, possessed by the venom, mm-hmm. uh, uh, alien or whatever it is, his, like the whole story around it is just stupid, but him, uh, just interacting with the venom is is pretty fantastic, and like I enjoyed that a lot. And him saying "sorry about your friends" is pretty fantastic. So, yep, that's mine, and that's not streaming anywhere. Sorry, fellas and lady, because mm-hmm. I know we have one female listener. Oh hell yeah, she sounds hot. I just I don't know that for a fact. I just okay. say that in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I I still you know I've I've heard enough about it to feel like I know what I'm going into. I still want to see it. Yeah, still you should watch it, Venom. Um, <clears throat> all right. Um, I'm just gonna stick with uh, the um, John Hughes. Stay in the John Hughes department here and uh, go with Ferris Bueller's Day Off um, when uh, Cameron calls in as uh, as Sloane's dad uh, to let Mr. <laughs> Rooney know that uh, that's great his his wife's mother, as as he specifies, <laughs> has passed away and. Uh, in the first part of the conversation, Mr. Rooney uh, thinks he's got Ferris on the hook, and he asks him to uh, 
He's like, you just uh, produce a corpse and we'll dig up your daughter. And he, uh, so he thinks he's got Ferris on the ropes. And then Ferris calls in on the other line. And uh, then Mr. Rooney, who is convinced that he's now talking to Sloan's dad, has mm-hmm. to just just kiss ass uh, to Cameron <laughs> and apologize uh, for um, being disrespectful. And uh, you have uh, Cameron's one of my favorite. <laughs> Call me sir, god damn it. Mm-hmm. No offense, but you're an, an asshole. asshole. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> or no, pardon my French. Pardon my no. French, but you're an asshole. You're 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 absolutely right, sir. <laughs> just hmm. just how quickly his tune changes. And I was so I was watching this when I was um, putting together my my uh, list. And when Ferris calls in, that is so funny too, because it is the least sick sounding person in the world. But he just knows. As much power as Mr. Rooney thought he had ended up being as much leverage as Ferris did have. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm sick today. If you could uh, just have my sister pick up my assignments, that would be great. Thank you. And hangs and up then, on like, him. And <laughs> in the midst of that, he's like combing his hair, mm-hmm. like just getting ready to go out. Or- yeah, it's just very casual. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I love it. I love this movie. I I'm due to watch it again because it's been so long since I actually sat down and watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes. Uh, Classic. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, My number two from 2000, uh, Castaway. Tom Hanks apologizing to Wilson. Yeah. Devastating. It was. It was so devastating. Yeah, I am with you. It's just it's it's so like at that point like like if you just say it like you know Tom Hanks apologized to the basketball in the middle of the ocean you're like what that doesn't matter <laughs> but it is so heart wrenching yeah at that point in time like we've lived you know we're you know probably an hour and you know an hour and a half, half into this movie and we're like like that is his only connection to mm-hmm. whatever he he perceives as humanity his his humanity i think after that like he's like he's almost given up and if it hadn't been for the wilson basketball right he may have so uh but yeah him just trying to get to it but realizing he couldn't go that far away from the his his uh raft and realizing that uh, I'm, I I have to give up my only friend. Yeah. To save myself, and his, I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's just heartbreaking. Dude, yeah, it's I I have chills right now just thinking about it. Honestly, it's such that's just effective filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, like that's the type of thing like it could be played for laughs. It could be goofy, um, or you know. They can try and play it dramatically, and in lesser hands, it falls flat. Yeah, but you you just it's kind of a perfect storm of. Well, and and it sometimes it like with you know Robert Zemeckis did this, and sometimes mm-hmm. it does fall flat for him. You know, right? Like yeah, he's he's not perfect. He's not a perfect director, but in this case, with the actor he had, for sure. Yeah, 
you know, he he was able to conjure that up with him or allow his actor to make it work for the benefit of the film. And yeah. and you know what? Even in this film, he screws it up. <laughs> the Mecca's dust. You know, that last scene was the worst. What's the final scene? Is that with um, him standing? Like... Him standing at a literal crossroad. <laughs> That's a little on the nose. You think? Yeah. <laughs> I just remember him him being like at his at his front door, and his wife talking about the the Titans almost winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. I'm just like Tom Hanks. <laughs> what? How? <laughs> All right. Yeah, that is uh, that is really effective filmmaking. But yeah, you're right. I mean, sometimes I'm not get lucky is not the right word, but just sometimes you know you everything perfect works, storm. and you you plan something out and you execute it well other times not so much all right um my number two as i alluded to earlier with adam sandler is uh billy madison when billy calls danny mcgrath (laughs) to apologize um (laughs) (laughs) boy am i glad i made that call yeah yeah and um, that was actually a note I made. Um, Danny McGrath, he, he uh, God, uh, what, what, what's his damn name? Steve Buscemi um, plays Danny McGrath. And um, just the on the phone, he's just so like, he almost seems just completely nonplussed. Like, well, this is <laughs> this is out of the blue, but oh, I, yeah. Yeah, but no I don't problem. care. I'm good. Yeah. I, I I haven't even thought about it. Exactly. And he does it so well. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, maybe we could uh, get coffee sometime. Uh yeah, yeah, I'd like that. <laughs> and then he, and then he has a uh list on his wall <laughs> labeled people to kill. And uh as time goes on, that that scene just gets darker and darker. Mm-hmm. Um it just again kind of the uh falling down not as extreme, no. But kind of in in the vein of falling down, where it's just like, yeah. oh, this is the type of, this is, this was a joke in the '90s, and this is the world we live in now. Eh, yeah, scary. But yeah, boy, well, am I he, glad I, mean, he I plays called that, that guy. Uh, he played the same thing in uh, Con Air, mm-hmm. the, the the quiet psychopath. Yeah, you know, Ugh, having that tea party with that girl. Yeah. Oh, gross. But uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he um, I loved it. He he just has such a good um, Steve Buscemi, just a good sense of humor about himself, and uh, he does. He, you know, even when he has to play the creepy, creepy guy, he uh, yep. he owns it. He do, he does great work. So, good job, Mister Buscemi. And uh, yeah, I love just Billy. Like he. It is. He he gets bullied in high school in his weird, backwards way, um, and he wants to make amends, and it ends up being a kind of a big deal. Yeah, it pays off. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I, so I like I said, I got a tie for my number one. All right, I uh, was, one. I, oh, you got. Let me, yeah. yeah, stop you here. But the suspense is killing me. Actually, I was really gonna try to wait till we finish it, but I gotta go Can't to the bathroom. Do it. Again. <laughs> All right, BRB with our number one. One. All right. So, yeah, my number one tie. Why don't tie. we? You drop one, I'll do another, and then you close this out. All right. Yep. Sounds good. Um, a movie I liked a lot, and I don't think you like quite as much, uh, but from 2014, The Voices. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, um, Ryan Reynolds. Right? Uh, so, uh, Ryan Reynolds driving his uh, potential girlfriend, Fiona, or Gemma Art- Artenton. Argentin. Um driving and they they run into a deer. Deer comes through the windshield and as soon as like they're all stopped and everything's you know kind of settled down, the deer starts talking to uh, uh Ryan Reynolds or Jerry and says, Why don't you kill me, Jerry? He's like, Okay, so he pulls out a knife, kills the deer, and then at that point that freaks out uh, Fiona, who starts running through the woods, and uh, uh, Jerry accidentally slips and falls and f- with the knife right into her, <laughs> and then and sh- he wants to give her release or you know put her out of her misery as well, and mm-hmm. just as he is stabbing her and saying, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry," <laughs> it's one of those a great. Um, just a, a movie that I really like. Uh-huh. Uh, it's worth watching. Um, just, you know, Ryan Reynolds is kind of a, I don't know if he's a punchline or kind of like we don't think of him as a good actor. In this movie, I think he's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he pulls it off. And just a disturbing, fun movie. Like, yeah. Uh, it is uh, a dark. I, I enjoyed this a lot. Dark comedy. Yeah. I do. I, I did like this. I'm looking back and I, I did give it a seven, so. Um, but yeah, I, re- I remember when you uh, recommended this. Yeah. I remember what apartment I Been lived in, while, Florida. But, uh, <laughs> are you sure? Uh, not streaming anywhere. God damn it, that sucks. But a fun watch, nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so my number one, mm-hmm. a movie I know we both really enjoyed. Uh, from 2016, we've talked about it at length at least once or twice here on uh, this podcast. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, sweet. This lines up perfectly. Yeah. So Howard discovers um, some, <laughs> uh, some materials that Michelle and Emmett were hiding. And he pulls out a uh, chemical uh, bath to interrogate them and ask them what's going on. At this point, they think, okay, if we play our cards right, we can get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's 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 threatening, but he is. We, I think we think we can get out of here. Yeah, yeah. They think if, if, if exactly what you said, they they just need to be smart about it, and maybe they can either outsmart him, or they can at least. Talk some, maybe talk some sense. Defuse the situation. Yeah. Yes. And or Emmett is doing his due diligence mm-hmm. in doing that. Yeah. And it's like, hey, 
It's all my. It's all yeah. my fault. It wasn't her. And he I, even he uh, he does such a good job of trying to like um, butter up Howard. He's like, I I wanted your gun because I want her to look, look at me at, yeah. the way that she looks at you, the way that she respects you. And he says, I'm sorry, and I I, I apologize. And and Howard does accept his apology. He does. He Howard says, I accept. Your apology. And and this is where the movie goes from tense mm-hmm. to... Um, yeah, this is the, the boiling over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the unwatched pot. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we haven't been... We haven't, we haven't kept an eye on this guy quite enough. Right. He's capable of bad things. Yeah, and that's, and that's what it is, is, is there's a chance that... Uh, you know, maybe, maybe this guy's not. You know, he's paranoid, but maybe you know a bit of a temper. But maybe you know, uh, no, hmm. no, do not cross him. Ah, oh, man, so good. Um, such a great scene. In to me, again, this movie is so good that it. Um, I, I'll I'll accept the tacked on ending. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I just yeah. I think this movie is so well done. Yeah. And like one of those movies yeah, well yeah. I, I, I wouldn't put it in the good fellows category where like some people just don't get the ending or whatever it is. And this eh, this isn't that. This is different, I suppose. Well because yeah, this I is mean, you have to overlook the ending. It, yeah, I mean the the ending is the only thing that ties it into the Cloverfield universe. Yeah, and without it, you've got just a in, incredibly engrossing thriller. Just a nice slow burn. Um, just what's really going on with great payoff, and then you know. You, you take the bad with the good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even bad. It's just, it's just such a left turn. Yeah. 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 And it, it's, but it's what, you know, what are we hiding from? And that's what we're hiding from. Okay. Well, yeah. you either buy in your, or you don't. Right. Yeah. And it just like, I, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's people out there that are just like the ending ruined it for me. I'm sure there's people out there that, that will champion the ending. But for me, yeah. it's just, it's like, you know, it takes a part ending to a really good, <laughs> right. It, just a brilliant, like two and a half acts. Even, I mean, it, it even, they could have just rolled credits as soon as she opened that door. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you get them. Yeah. Um, and even though but, they didn't, it's still really effective movie. Yeah. But yeah, him, I mean, I guess, well, I mean, we ruined it. Hell, that was probably your second or third episode. Yeah, we were. I man, I remember. This is one of the um, one of the movies that just sticks out to me. Like yeah. when I was at the theater, like I remember I was sitting more towards the front, and just kind of an empty theater. Had my popcorn, just fucking had a fantastic time. Yeah, go to the movies fun. by yourself. Super underrated. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, yeah. But uh, Howard, yeah. underrated villain. Yeah, uh, this is an underrated movie. 
you know, even for us, we don't talk about it very often. That's true, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, every person in this movie was, I mean, just spot on. They yeah. They did, did their part. Small cast, yeah. small space. High, I'm high, glad. High tension. Yeah. yeah. Super happy that, that, yeah, that was my 1A. That was so. your one. Nice. All right. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, man. And that's funny because we really don't talk about this movie that much. No. So. No, I, as soon as I saw it, like, cause I, what I did, I, I typed it into YouTube, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, whatever, uh, uh, I'm sorry scenes or apologizing scenes uh-huh. and just was going through the list, through the list. I mean, there's a ton of shit and there's a bunch of movies called I'm sorry, you know, short films and all that stuff. And, uh, and then all of a sudden this came up and I'm like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that scene. Yeah. You know, it was fun to watch it back again. So, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it's so, and I mean, the credit to that movie, uh, for me at least, and I'm I'm guessing you probably felt the same way. You put it on, you're you're in instantly. You're like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it it's just a tiny little setup at the first mm-hmm. at the start, just a tiny little bit. Yeah. But as soon as you're down in that dungeon, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, fuck, it's, it's a good. Uh, and I, I know we're talking about the same movie again, but like it's a it's a perfect example of a slow burn. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a well made movie. Um, yeah, I uh, so yeah, I I did pretty much the same thing. I just I was watching a lot of these scenes and um, how I I came across this uh, Reservoir Dogs um, video is I knew. There was, I knew Tim Roth said, I'm sorry, in Reservoir Dogs, and I was determined to find it. Um, and uh, it turns out that uh, he does. Um, and, I, and I found a really good video that follows it, but it just, um, I don't know. Oh, I'm, is, I'm really yeah, happy with my thing. list. I'm really happy with my list. So, it, I, is that where, like, uh, uh, Kaitel starts to like, put his head down and starts to shake? Yeah. Yeah. Right as the cops are busting in. Well, no, he, he yes, that happens, but he also gets like shot in the carjacking. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, 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 man. Is that there m- a scene of Chevy Chase and it? Like, I have this in my mind mm-hmm. of sure. him like putting his arm around somebody, saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm so sorry." Maybe. <laughs> I and it's not it's not where he ties the dog to the to the bumper because mm-hmm. <laughs> he wasn't sorry about that. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, I don't know. I'll I'll remember it. It I, it's been buggy. It's been itching my you know stuck in your craw. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, till next week. I think. Uh, yeah. I yeah. think that was a good list. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed it. And yeah. please interact with it, even if it's just to say, hey, still listening. Yeah. Let us know. Too sweet. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. You gotta go and get angry at all of my eyes. 
try, but I don't do too well with apologies. I hope I don't run out of time, cause someone call a referee. Cause I just need one more shot, have forgiveness. I know you know that I made those mistakes maybe once or twice. And by once or twice, I mean maybe a couple of hundred times. So let me, oh let me redeem or redeem on myself tonight. Cause I just need one more shot, second chance. Yeah. Is it too late now to say sorry? Cause I'm missing more than just your body. Oh, is it too late now to say sorry? Yeah, I know that I let you down. Is it too late to say sorry now? Single piece of the blame if you want me to But you know that there is no innocent one in this game for two I go, I go, and then you go, you go out and spill the truth Can we both say the words and forget this? Yeah Is it too late now to say sorry? Cause I'm missing more than just your body 